Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Barra, and joining me today is Brian. Hello. Who is going to uh, tell us a little bit about Nikola Tesla. Yes, he led a very interesting life in um, electricity and, yeah, that's, and inventing. So he didn't make a car? No, he didn't oh, make okay. a car. Just named after him? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Tesla, the car company, is totally unrelated to it. Oh, so. All right, all right. All right. No, good enough. Yeah. So Nikola Tesla was born on July 10th, 1856 in the Austrian Empire. Um, right now it's present day Croatia. Um, he was born the fourth of five children with three sisters and an older brother who was killed in a horse riding accident. Um, his father was an Eastern Orthodox priest and his mother had a talent for making craft tools and mechanical appliances, despite never receiving a formal education. Um, Tesla had an, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's eidetic memory. Basically, it's a photographic memory. Um, he credited it to his mother's genetics and her creative abilities. In 1870, he went to high school where all of his classes were taught in German. Like, I mean, he spoke Croatian at home, so I don't know how he knew German, but hey, he did. That, that photographic memory probably helped a lot there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, by the end of his life, he was fluent in eight languages, English, German, Italian, French, Czech, Latin, Serbo-Croatian, and Hungarian. He was that's, able... What? That's impressive, especially the Hungarian one. Yeah. Because Hungarian is just so not like the rest of them. Yeah, it is it's, definitely... It's, it's it, where most of the European languages are related, Hungarian is not. Yeah, it's... Huh. He was able to do integral calculus in his head, and his teachers thought he was cheating. I mean, if I could do integral calculus in my head, I probably wouldn't be in high school right now. If I could just do integral calculus at all, I would be happy. Um, Numbers are evil. I completely agree. <laughs> so I'm a social studies teacher. <laughs> Uh, Tesla wrote that his interest in electricity came from his physics professor. He said it was a, quote, mysterious phenomena um, that made him want to know more of this wonderful force. He, so he's got a little Ben Franklin in him? Oh, yeah, definitely. Or actually, yeah, Ben Franklin came first. Never mind. <laughs> um, he completed a four-year term of high school in three years. I would love to do that, honestly. Like. That's actually, knowing that most people didn't go to school, the fact that he went to high school is impressive. Yeah, his family was semi-wealthy, so. All right, let's go. Uh, we don't know what that rumbling was. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, in three years, that is very, mm -hmm. that's great. Um. After graduating, uh, Tesla fell ill with cholera, everyone's favorite waterborne illness, and experienced several near-death occasions. Uh, his father, who wanted him to join the priesthood, said that if he recovered, he would send him to the best engineering school in Europe. The next year, he avoided conscription in the Austro-Hungarian army by fleeing into the mountains, wearing hunter's garb. Keep in mind, he still has cholera during all of this. 
So he's just living in the mountains with cholera where he can get a ton of other waterborne diseases if he That's not a, not a good there. Cholera, yeah. cholera is a disgusting, disgusting disease. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's not fun. You, you, you get violent diarrhea upon days and upon days. Yeah, it, uh, not it's good. not good. Um, though he said that his contact with nature made him physically and mentally stronger. Um, he spent three months in the mountains before going back and enrolling in the Imperial Technical College in Graz. His autobiography says that he worked hard, earns the highest grades possible, passed double the exams required, and even received a letter of commendation from the Dean of Technical Faculty. Now, keep in mind, he's saying this in his autobiography. So some of this might not be true, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tesla. Is that because one biographer suggests Tesla wasn't studying and may have been expelled for gambling and womanizing? Actually, <laughs> we will get to that. Okay. Um, in his third year of college, uh, he started failing and dropped out. Um, yeah, one source suggests that he was expelled for gambling and womanizing. What you just said. So, so he may he may be an embellisher of the truth to make himself look better. Yeah, uh, probably. Most most people. They they may they may knock out the fact you know I flunked out of college because of gambling and boozing and womanizing. Yeah, I mean no Not one wants look. to hear that. <laughs> uh, after he left school, Tesla didn't contact anyone, and many people thought that he had like drowned or died or something. Uh, however, a former classmate encountered him and told his family. They tried to convince him to come home, which he finally did only because he got deported for not having a residence permit. So if he had one, he probably wouldn't have gone home. In 1880, he left for Prague, everyone's favorite defenestration spot. Um, Prague. Prague's what? an awesome city. Really? If you ever get a chance to go to Prague, go to Prague. All right. Um, he left for Prague to enroll in the Charles Ferdinand University, but missed the enrollment deadline, never studied Greek, which was a required subject at that school for some reason and was illiterate in Czech, which was another required subject. Uh, he still attended lectures in philosophy as an auditor. So he was getting philosopher lectures for free, I guess. So auditing is, um, a lot of colleges in the US do this. Um, I think it's once you reach, uh, it's like 55, you can go and audit college courses, which means you can go sit in on all the courses you just don't have to do any of the work. Oh, all right. Like you don't have to take the test or anything. You won't get a degree out of it, but it's just, just, I, I don't know why the system is there, but it's yeah. So like once you reach a certain age, you're allowed to go to college classes for free. You just don't get any credit. Don't have to take it. Sounds good to me. I guess like 20 something was the <laughs> yeah. age in Prague. Um, in 1882, Tesla got a job in Paris with the Continental Edison Company and two years later moved to the U.S. to work at Edison Machine Works, which were both owned by the very one and only Thomas Edison. Here is where you start to see the beginnings of Tesla's rivalry with him. Tesla... Have you, have you ever been to Thomas Edison's workshop? Yes, I have. It's really cool. It, a lot of yeah. light bulbs. Definitely. <laughs> 
Uh, Tesla developed an arc lighting system for the street lamps of lower Manhattan, but they were never implemented. Thank you, Edison. Um, he was promised a bonus of $50,000 if he designed 24 type, different types of machines, but he never got it. When he confronted Edison about this, Edison told him, Tesla, you just don't understand our American humor. This is no wonder why he quit after only six months. His diary contains one comment about the end of his employment. It's scrawled over two pages covering December 7th to January 4th, saying goodbye to the Edison machine works. As you can see, he will start to have a grudge against them. While Tesla worked on patenting his arc lighting system, he met with two businessmen who agreed to finance a company in his name. So they made Tesla Light and Manufacturing. Those two businessmen decided to abandon the manufacturing part and start their own company, leaving Tesla broke. He had to work as a ditch digger for $2 a day. Which, you know, that's pretty good back then, but not as good as, as owning an electric company. Yeah. Uh, it was this. It was at this point Tesla had an idea for an alternating current motor. Now, alternating current is an electric an electric current that periodically reverses direction and changes magnitude. If you don't understand this, neither do I. So, um, <laughs> uh, this there's, was there's what alternating current and direct cur current, yes. correct? And my understanding is alternating current can travel a farther distance than direct current yes so you need more like substations with direct current than you would with alternating current yes alternating current okay. is also much powerful or much more powerful sorry um two men named charles fletcher peck and alfred s brown who were experienced in promoting inventions and patents saw potential in tesla's idea they together founded Tesla Electric Company in 1887. That same year, Tesla invented an induction motor that ran on alternating current. This helped achieve higher durations and higher voltage for appliances with less maintenance. He got this motor patented in May of 1888. Brown and Peck worked on getting the motor publicized through press releases and demonstrations. The two men negotiated a licensing deal with George Westinghouse, he will be important, throughout this entire thing um, for the motor for 600,000 in cash and a stock and stock and a royalty of 250 per horsepower produced by each motor. So like if the alternating motor produced like a ton of horsepower, mm -hmm. then he would be making $2 and 50 cents per each, like per each horsepower it produced. He would be super rich. Okay. Um, Westinghouse also hired Tesla for a year for $2,000 a month. That's $57,600 a month in today's money. It's a good salary there. Yeah. I'd take it. I would take it too. <laughs> like, uh, while working for Westinghouse though, he conflicted with the other engineers over how to best implement AC in a motor car engine. Turns out that his motor, which he proposed for streetcars, wouldn't work because it only ran at a constant speed. If you know anything about cars, you know that it's not ideal. <laughs> you don't want to stay at the same speed in a car. Probably will, not. Yeah, it will not work out well. Um, at what was the car? What? Oh, it just happened recently. There was a um, 
there was a recall. I forgot on the make, but it's it's cruise control was sticking. It was what? The cruise control was sticking on it. So you oh. set cruise control and it wouldn't get off it. That and is. There was like people flying off cliffs and things. Oh no. Yeah, they had to recall them. I forgot which make it was. But anyway, that that's what happens when your car goes the same speed. Yep. yep. Don't use an AC motor for a car. At the time all of this was happening, there was a massive competition between the three big electric companies, Westinghouse, which Tesla worked for, Thomas Houston, and, of course, Edison, the same company that had screwed over Tesla. There was also a sort of War of Currents campaign, which we'll get into in the next episode, between alternating and direct current, with Westinghouse being the main supporter of AC and Edison being the main supporter of DC. Westinghouse would not be able to fund Tesla in this competitive climate, and two years later, his induction motor was regarded as unsuccessful and stayed in development. Basically, it just didn't really work. Uh, meanwhile, because of all the money from, the, from licensing the patent and the royalties from Westinghouse, Tesla became super rich and sought on working on his own projects. In 1889, he purchased three laboratories and started living and working out of those. It is here he would do most of his significant research. He claimed that he had never slept more than two hours per night while working on these, while working in these laboratories. Uh, I can barely get by on less than five hours. So. You a lot of a lot of people throughout history that would be considered genius. You that's that's a common trait. They don't sleep. Yeah, it's like it's like their their brains are so high functioning that they literally can't shut off. So they're just insomniacs. I mean, constantly working. I sometimes that happens to me, but Uh, like not not all the time. I'm like, uh, he claimed or oh, sorry. One occasion he worked for a period of 84 hours straight without rest. That is that's not healthy. No, it's not. Uh, (laughs) Projects he worked on included the Tesla coil, the you know, the tower with the huge mm-hmm. metal stuff. Um, the remote controller, so you can thank him for your RC cars if you've used those. Wireless lighting, yes, wireless. A steam-powered AC generator and experiments on x-rays. More on the wireless power. Uh, Tesla thought he could transmit electricity through the Earth or atmosphere at long distances. Keep in mind, this was before long-distance wireless communication like radios yeah like radios (laughs) was feasibly possible which is much easier than transmitting electricity since those waves can move through the atmosphere way better than the electric current if you don't know uh the atmosphere is an insulator so Uh, electricity can't really go through that well but like no one really knew about that yet so yeah uh, J.P. Morgan was very interested in Tesla's wireless electricity principle, and in 1901 gave him $150,000, which is about $4.6 today, to build an electri- a wireless electricity tower called the Wardenclyffe Tower on Long Island in exchange for 51% of the patent profit from this. If you know anything about how electricity is transmitted today, you can probably guess how much money was made. Not a lot. No. 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 Like, pretty much nothing. Saying we still have um, power cables all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Investors in Wall Street were now calling Tesla's project a hoax, so it had to come to a halt in 1905, 
which prompted a nervous breakdown and $20,000 in debt for him. He had to mortgage the property the tower was on, and it was eventually demolished in 1917. After Wardenclyffe had failed in 1906, he was basically bankrupt. Most of his patents had run out, and he had trouble developing new inventions. He tried to develop a bladeless turbine, which didn't really work because, you know, um, it, it's I, a turbine. I, I Once again, I have a very limited understanding of physics and things like that. But I do know a turbine has fans on it, and the steam pushes the tur the fan fan blades, and that's what generates the power. Yeah, so I'm not sure how a bladeless one. I don't even understand what's the purpose of it. <laughs> like save what, more what, money on metal. I don't know. Like, like, what is he? What is he trying to accomplish there? It's it's like okay. I don't know. It's swing and a miss. Uh, during his later years, he went a little bit crazy. Uh, he theorized that electricity applied directly to the brain could increase intelligence. Uh, uh, that's no, not right. that's not. No. Um, in 1912, he had he made a plan to quote make dull students bright by saturating them unconsciously with electricity. He did this by wiring wiring the wall of a schoolroom and saturating it with infinitesimal electricity waves vibrating at a high frequency. The whole room would then be converted into a health-giving and stimulating electromagnetic field, or as he called it, a bath. This plan was actually approved by the New York City superintendent. Guess if it worked or not. I'm guessing no, because we're going you to would talk, be correct. We're going yeah. to talk a little bit about this in a future episode where um, in um, mental asylums back then, one of the one of the methods of treatment was electroshock therapy, where they would tie electrodes to your head and they would they believe they could shock the the madness out of your brain. And what it ended up doing is just making people in the vegetables. Yeah, it, uh, we talked about this when we did our Hemingway episodes. That's one way they tried to treat Hemingway was by giving him electroshock therapy and it just made him basically a vegetable and even worse. So I'm work. guessing shooting up little kids with electricity isn't the greatest idea. Nope. I'm just, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that. In, also, it hurts. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1928, Tesla received his final patent for the VTOL biplane. This aircraft was described as impractical or impractical, sorry, yet it has a strong resemblance to the V-22 Osprey used by the U.S. military. Hmm. hmm. At this point, Tesla had closed all of his offices, so, you know, yeah, it wasn't really that big a deal for him. Uh, Tesla's living accommodations were also very strange. He would stay in a hotel for a few years, run up a huge bill, then move to another one and just not pay any of the bill. Um, he would walk to the park every day and feed pigeons, though later began to feed them from his window and nursed injured ones back to health. There was one pigeon that he visited daily and was always injured, so he spent over $2,000 to care for it. I don't know how much that is in today's money, but and still. He, and he's broke at this time, right? Uh, yeah, I think okay. he is. I guess now he I can really... see why he's broke, is because he's spending money, $2,000. Guess he really liked that pigeon. On a rat with wings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, eventually, he basically tamed it, and it would come to him if he ever called for it. He said he, quote, loved that pigeon 
as a man loves a woman. That's not right. <laughs> as long as I had her, there was a purpose to my life. Um, yep, okay. Yeah. On that note, he needs to find a friend. Um, Seems like a very lonely man. He, yeah, he needs more friends. At a party in 1932, keep in mind he's 76 at this time, he claimed that he invented a motor that would run on cosmic rays. Throughout the next year, he would make absurd claims about stuff he was inventing, like proof of a, no a new form of energy that, ah, that opposed Einsteinian physics that could run for 500 years, a way to transmit private radio wavelengths, and developing a way to photograph the retina to record thought. None of these work. Just, yeah. So there's there's an old saying that there's a there's a thin red line between genius and madness. I feel like he's crossed that line. Yes, at this point and he has. How much of it is I wonder how much of it is because of his extended work with electricity and this belief that if I shoot my brain with it, it will function better. Because <laughs> you know he had to be testing the stuff on it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, in 1934, he told reporters that he designed a super weapon that he claimed could end all war. He called it the Teleforce, but referred to it as his death ray. He claimed it could be used against ground-based infantry and aircraft, but nobody wanted to develop it because he never revealed the plans about how it worked. When asked about it, he stated, quote, But it is not an experiment. I have built, demonstrated, and used it. Only a little time will pass before I can give it to the world. Uh, he liked to test this uh, at the, or quote, unquote, test this at the U.S.-Mexico border, where I don't think he got any testing done because it probably didn't exist. So during during World War II, the, um, I wonder if the Japanese were influenced by this. They, they, they tried to develop their own, it was called like the something-something death ray. And they actually got it to somewhat work, but they test the only thing that it was managed uh, managed to take out was a rabbit, and the the death ray had to be on the rabbit for like ten minutes at like a range of like a hundred yards. So it wasn't practical no, at all. No, yeah. uh. Tesla died on January 7th, 1943 in the Hotel New Yorker from coronary, sorry, coronary thrombosis. The U.S. government then seized all of his belongings, but nothing dangerous was found. In a box labeled Death Ray, all that was found was a 45-year-old multi-decade resistance box. No, I don't know what that is either. Um, a resistance box? I don't know what it is. Uh, by the end of his life, he had 278 known patents in 26 different countries. So, A resistance box is an instrument for measuring and comparing electrical resistances. Ah. I don't know what that means either. All right. There you go. <laughs> that should be it on Nikola Tesla. Interesting, interesting man. Um, Very interesting. Jo join us next week as we look a little bit more into his conflict with Thomas Edison in the current wars. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. 
If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.